Good day to all you hockey fans out there. It is February 11th, and you are listening to the one, the only, Talking Puck Podcast. I am Sean Coles, joined as always by my co-host Brian Lake. And uh, we're going to start off with a quick roundup of the uh, week as it was for the Canadian teams. And it was a pretty slow week, actually. There wasn't, uh, I think most teams were heading into their bye weeks at this point, so there wasn't a lot of games. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty slow week for hockey. Yeah. Which is unfortunate for us, but, uh, you know, I will hopefully be getting back into the swing of things next week. But we're going to start off, uh, you know, as we normally do with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they were actually one of the ones that had a busier week because they'd already had their bye week. Yeah, they had like two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, not not what I would call a stellar start to the week. I think we discussed it on the last show. Just awful game against the Islanders. Yeah. And just, just brutal. Just brutal. I... I don't know what happened. They just could not play defense for whatever reason. Freddie wasn't getting a save. They were up 4-2, and they somehow lose 6-5. That's common for them, though. <laughs> they were up they were up 5-4 with less than two minutes left. <laughs> and the surprising part for me was John Tavares had zero points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? you got to wonder what's going to happen with him because... His contract is obviously up after next season, but does he want to stay there? Like, really? Does he really want to stay there? I mean, he stated that he does, but, you know, how much of that is just him just being the, you know, the poster child for the organization? Exactly. It's going to come down to when the option is available for him to sign, where he's going to go, but I have a feeling he's going to pull a Stamkos and he's going to stay. Probably, and he probably will. It's very, very rare that someone leaves. I think one of the main ones that we've seen recently, just the big one, was uh, probably Ryan Suter and Zach Parise. Yep. And that's going back quite that's, a few yeah. years. Yeah, usually the franchise players like that, they usually, you know, they, they stick it out. Up. They, they, they're there for the long haul, usually. Well, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, but sometimes it is. Sometimes you know, it is. Uh, you sometimes got to take a, take a chance, you know, and then... Then you get to do stuff like uh, like Wayne Gretzky did, where he hadn't played for St. Louis very long, but he sure as hell played in their uh, <laughs> alumni game. <laughs> and you might get yourself a free hot dog in the meantime <laughs> when you do that. But, um, you know, the rest of the week for the Leafs wasn't actually too bad. They tightened up defensively against the Stars and uh, against the Blues as well. That was a pretty tight game. And you know what, you know what always annoys me is that these... These goalies that are, they, oh, they're doing so terribly. They can't stop a puck to save their life. They play the Leafs, and, they and get their all confidence of a sudden, back. they are all-star goalies <laughs> that, you know, can stop anything. Like, Antti Niemi had a pretty good game uh, for uh, for the Stars. And then Jake Allen, who hasn't been able to stop anything all He's season. He's been pulled, like, seven the, times. The two games against the Leafs, he somehow manages to pull out good wins. In the game against the Leafs this week, he had, like, 37 saves. Oh, my God. <laughs> all I, out one goal. I don't know. Like, at least Freddie had a good game as well. And that was that was unfortunate that Tarasenko beat him 20 seconds into, into overtime on that one. But... I, I don't know. The, the Leafs have been on kind of a downward trend the last couple of weeks, and they got to pull themselves out of it. Like, at least they've gotten they got points this week, which is big, but it's just getting one point a game isn't going to be enough. They need to start winning these it games. It seems like it kind of started to happen when Morgan Riley went down. Yes, yeah, that was hard for them, Morgan Riley going down, considering he is their best defenseman. And then he came back, and now it's like they can't find their defensive stride. <laughs> 
Well, and you know what? I don't know if he was rushed back in or what it is. It take it might take them a little time to, to gel a bit, but time is something they just don't have this month. They Especially need, not at the they end. Need right? to, they need to figure it out. They need to figure it Although, out. Although uh, Van Riemsdyk did state yesterday that he does not want to be traded. Yeah, and that's something that we'll get to in uh, just a, in a little bit because obviously with trade deadline coming up, lots of rumors flying around and whatnot, but... Uh, you know, for a team that has also been embroiled in some trade rumors, we've got the Montreal Canadiens, who also had a bit more of a busy week. They, you know, as I know we talked about this on the last show, where they lost to the Oilers, then lost to the Avs, and then had to have overtime to beat the Coyotes. And I'm pretty sure they were losing in that game. They were winning at first, and I don't know. I just they're just not really playing the greatest hockey right now. Oh man, and I you you gotta wonder what it is with them, right? Because Carey Price, obviously, has not uh, been his normal Carey Price self. But at the same time, the rest of the team is supposed to be good enough to make up for those deficiencies, right? Like, this is a team that's supposed to be able to reach the conference finals. Right, yeah. And I don't know that they could. Apparently, the rumors are that Bergevin's been crazy on the phone with a bunch of teams trying to pull some trades. And that's, that's what sucks in the salary cap era is that it's hard to make trades. You know, and we used to see like just some ridiculous ones. Oh yeah, like like when the Leafs were able to bring, it was like they had Owen Nolan, Brian Leach, like they brought in Doug Gilmore, they brought in all these old guys that probably cost significant salary, but That's they like were the, able to do it. That was like the year that Colorado had Timu Solani, Paul Korea, Joe Sakic, Peter Forsberg, oh, Rob Blake, Adam Foot. Yeah, you don't <laughs> see that anymore. That's for sure. No, it's... Or the Rangers when they used to just buy teams back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yager yeah. is, is definitely an example of that. And, you know, they are, like, they're on a downward spiral. And I, I don't know how they would pull out of it. And you got to think that Bershevin's got to be looking at, at the coaching market now going, now it might make sense to make a move. You'd think, but... For some reason, he's he's, he's, he's weirdly loyal. Yeah, he's weirdarian. There's there's got to be something else that's going on. I don't know if he owes him money or what it is, but yeah, hey, maybe. Well, it can't be any more awkward than I think it was the Islanders coach that was living in the GM's basement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just <laughs> sorry, bud. You're gonna have to move out. Yeah, well, you're, by uh, the way, you're fired. We're moving on from you, and you can move out. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I feel like they're gonna need to pull off. You know, maybe maybe the win against the Coyotes is like a confidence booster. I know it's against the second last place team in the league, but a win's a win, right? Doesn't matter how you do it; it's an extra two points. You know, in the standings, a win is a win. Doesn't matter how it happens, but when you need overtime to beat one of the worst teams in the league, right, that's just not good. It happens. It matchups, right? Teams match yeah. up differently against every team, but. It's again. It's they're you know if it wasn't for their hot start, they'd be kind of middle of the pack. But oh, they they'd be lucky to be in a playoff spot at this point if it wasn't for their hot start. I have a feeling that they're gonna kind of just ride this out, and then they're gonna kind of go on a little bit of a stretch at the end. And then remember how uh, was it Byron was like the greatest thing since sliced bread, and now I don't think he's scored in uh. forever. <laughs> I I don't know they. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to them. I, don't get me wrong. It kind of pleases me a little bit <laughs> to see that they're uh, having a hard time. But the hard time that they're having is a product of their own stupidity, personally. Yeah. That's that's just Bergevin making 
just bad moves. It's and, just Tyrion juggling the Tyrion. lines, like not letting any consistency, not letting any chemistry develop. Because yeah. as soon as it doesn't work, he changes the lines up right away. Yeah, I I don't know. I personally, I think the coach has got to go. But uh, uh, as we said, you know, Bergevin seems weirdly loyal to him. So I, you know what? I hope they pull out of it soon because they are the most likely Canadian team to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, well and Edmonton, but um, you know. It sucks to see Price uh, getting stuck in a bad situation there. So hopefully they can pull it out and go on a bit of a run. But um, anyways, on to the Ottawa Senators, who again had a bit of an up and down week. St. Louis, St. Louis Blues just destroyed them. Yeah, Six nothing. I don't know what happened that game. Like it was, it was just a bad game. Like it, like St. Louis oh. is is kind of a mediocre team. They're not bad. See, St. Louis isn't really a mediocre team that the, with the players they've got they should not be they're a mediocre, mediocre team because they're not getting the goaltending they have the forwards and That's the defense true. to be a contender I but think, i think jake i think jake allen might be starting to figure it out i hope so because i mean and, and the goal, coaching change as well seems to have given them a bit of a boost and and probably you know being told to just sit at home for a few days while they went on a road trip <laughs> well i don't know that he was told to as he he, I think he might have asked to do that. I think Either he, way. I think he needed some time away. Because that, that's got to be hard. Oh, I'm sure it's got to be hard. But, I mean, you, you should be with it through the thick and thin, right? Like, Yeah, but at the same time, he was... That, that, it's hard. Emotionally, I think it's very hard to be a goalie. Especially when you're supposed to be relied on like and that. And when you get pulled in like four straight games. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I think that maybe was the right decision. Just to have him sit out for a little bit. Get his head head straight again and uh you know maybe he needs to talk to a sports psychologist because obviously you know we've we've seen what getting your head right can do for a goalie devin dubnik is like class a example of that that's also uh getting on a good team <laughs> well but he was playing for montreal yeah montreal right. had him and didn't stick him into a single game yeah i think he played like two games no, I, no he didn't he played down in hamilton oh right no he, he I, didn't I, he wasn't even with the canadians he was down in the minors i was thinking of um who was it the edmonton goalie they had uh, last year oh i don't know it was it was one of the old edmonton goalies they had i can't remember his name yeah it's just i i, I don't know what uh what was going on there but you know and if jake allen can figure it out St. Louis is a good team. I think they're just trying to retool. Right now, they're at a weird crossroads because they've had some of their their guys heading out. and uh, Like David Backus, for example, went to Boston, right? So, be interesting to see what happens there. But anyways, they just obliterated Ottawa. I saw the, uh, the uh, highlight package on that one. And Hammond made some good saves. But... Just I, I remember on one vividly, I don't even remember who it was that scored, but Eric Carlson made the worst uh. giveaway. Like, there is no way he is winning a Norris this no, year. No, I don't think so. Despite the fact that he's been playing better defensively. Then he does, but he's, I mean, to be fair, I feel like the only reason why he's a Norris contender every year is because he puts up 70 yeah. points, 60 points. <laughs> Which I've always thought was, to be honest, that's bullshit. Because if the top defenseman should be getting the award for being able to both score and play defense. Right. And they should just have, you know, a, a best offensive defenseman category. They, sh they should. But the problem is that they have too many awards as it is. Like, pretty soon they're just going to be getting stickers for everything. <laughs> Participation trophies. Exactly. Exactly. You didn't win the Stanley Cup, but here, have a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> 
participation. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> but then they play the Stars. I think that was Thursday night. And uh, they win 3-2. So from one end of the spectrum to slightly in the other end in that in that way. But it uh, seemed, seemed like a good win against the Stars. And the Stars are, I, I don't know, man, what's going on with Yeah, them. they're, I mean... The stars are just kind of falling off this year. Like looking at the the standings, they they lost two of their key defensemen though. They, they lost Goligoski and then um, oh I don't remember the other dude. He went to Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm blanking on. Yeah, that. I can't remember. Whatever. Anyways, um, but they, you you'd think that with like the the forwards that they have and the and the scoring prowess that they have with you know Jamie Ben and. Tyler Sagan and all these guys. Jason that, Spets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you, they, they're think. not scoring. Not at all. Oh, and Well, and you look at guys like Patrick Sharp, who's there to be, you know, that's secondary scoring, at least. If but not, doesn't he only uh, have like four goals? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's only got maybe six or seven goals, if that. Balance as bad as Aginla. <laughs> yeah. Well, Aginla's got an excuse. He's like 40. <laughs> Sharp is still, I think, only mid-30s, but... Anyways, on to uh, another team that's in a, well, downward spiral and still spiraling and probably will continue to spiral until they fire their coach or get some fucking goaltending, Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, it's funny because I saw an article today on Sportsnet, or yesterday, last night on Sportsnet, it was like, are the Winnipeg Jets ready to turn it around the corner and be a contender? And instantly I saw that and I just started shaking my head. Sometimes, <laughs> I think that was a Spectre article, if I'm not mistaken. Sometimes I feel like these articles are just, like, they're just there just to riot the fans, just to post hateful comments. Well, and but it's got a point, though, because Winnipeg has been in rebuild mode, right? And they're building and they're building. But at some point, you have to push past that oh for and sure start to win and they can't seem to do that it's like they've they've been they're trying to turn the ignition on a car that just keeps sputtering yeah it's going and it's just it's not getting that next every once in a while it sounds like it's gonna start and then it just kind of flutters again yeah it's just brutal like they they played the wild this week lost four two played the hawks and last night lost five two it just going from bad to worse for them, man. Yeah, and, and it doesn't he, help that Tyler Myers is out again yeah, with he, surgery. I, he's probably got to be out for almost the rest of the season. I, at this, at this point, point, I would assume, yeah. And and this is this is the problem with it is that Paul Maurice, you just know that Paul Maurice is going to take the heat for Kevin Shoveldayoff not getting him a goalie. Oh yeah, it's always and, the coach's fault. Yeah, it's oh. all it, because it's the easiest move to make, except for the fact that you have to pay them afterwards which must piss off the owner so much <laughs> like but, Claude Julien where he doesn't have to work next year and he yeah. can still get paid his three million dollars yeah exactly he, he's gonna get paid oh anyways. yeah wherever he goes I think he's gonna get at least three but I wonder if he's gonna go to Vegas that's another conversation though personally I don't think he will he's in Vegas this weekend talking to the, the owners and whatnot well if they're gonna dr- like back up a Brinks truck to his house full of just like probably five or six million dollars, then yeah, he'll probably go. But otherwise, if there's another option, he'll probably take that. Because <laughs> really, who, ru- who wants to run an expansion team in his first year? Yeah, <laughs> that that because it's just not going to go well. <laughs> it just isn't. It's the way things go. But oh, just Winnipeg just frustrates me. They do because 
they just can't figure it out, and you just know that it's going to be the coach that takes the blame for it. And yeah, you know what? Paul Maurice may have to share some of the blame, but sure ain't his fucking fault that they don't have a damn goalie. Yeah, and he's never had a goalie. Oh my god, <laughs> poor bastard. But anyways, moving on to a team, another team that also doesn't have a goalie and can't seem to buy a freaking win lately is uh, the Calgary Flames. Which is funny because they, you know, they were, the talk before the season was they finally got their goalie. Ever since, um, what was their goalie that retired? They the had forever to finish. Oh, Kiprasov. Yeah, Mika Kiprasov. He was outstanding. He was fantastic. Oh, and God. ever since he retired, they've been struggling to find a goalie. Every single year, they kind of have issues with, uh, with you know, we need to have a goalie. This is it. And they thought that they had him at the beginning of this year. And it hasn't really panned out that well. Oh, man. And I, I know it's hard kind of hard to find a goalie. It, it is. But at the same time, all you really need is league average goaltending unless you're a truly bad team that requires above average above average goaltending. Montreal Canadiens! Excuse me. Um, the uh, But, again, they lost both their games this week. and Oh, no, sorry. They didn't lose both their games this week. They beat the Pens. My apologies. And, um, again, just super up and down. If they make the playoffs, they're going to be lucky. But they've got too much money tied up on their back end. Yeah, it's it's just getting ridiculous with them. It's mismanagement. You got to wonder at this point if they're thinking of uh, firing Gillitson and bringing in one of the uh, like Hitchcock or one of the available um, coaches. Yeah, because they sure as hell like there there was no one available in the summer when they fired Bob Hartley. Yeah, there was the coaching when everyone was looking for coaches at the beginning of the year. There was nobody available. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and now that there's three available, you gotta wonder if some teams are going. Oh man, I want to fire him. <laughs> and but for someone like Gillitson, he's probably not making that much money because first first gig, right? Yeah, and first NHL gig. So a lot of times the not? owners too, they like the owners will blame it on the coaches, but the owners don't want to pay the money, so they'll just they'll ride it out yeah. a lot too. They'll just blame the coaches, but they'll ride it out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I don't know. So, something's got to maybe give there, maybe. If they can pull off a trade with some of their defensemen or something like that, get some money off the books. We'll see what happens. But um, you know what? I think we'll just skip by the Edmonton Oilers for right now because they were off a week. They beat the Canadians. We talked about it. And other than that, yeah. Yeah, they had their bye week, so who cares? Nothing much happening in oil land. And then the Vancouver Canucks, uh, uh, again, they're, they're 500. You just they're a team that for some reason has to be in the playoffs no matter what and you just know they're gonna just trade away all their futures. They'll yep. probably even trade Bo Horvat. Yeah, I can see that for like two picks. Yeah, something like that. Two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and then like an aging player like a Gimla. <laughs> <laughs> probably. It's it's funny and sad at the same time. That I could see them saying I could be like, Oh well, you know, he's perfectly aged to pair with the Sedines. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine how slow that line would be? <laughs> be a lot of hockey sense and wisdom, but they'd be so slow. Yeah, they would be. That'd be sad. That would make me sad to see that. <laughs> it would. But um, you know what? We're going to just wrap it up there on the Canadian teams. I just want to talk real quickly about um, the goaltending equipment changes. Now, that, that, that was the talk last summer that, oh, we're going to make all these big, grandiose changes and... Uh, you know, we, we want to increase scoring in the league. And I've always said it for the last little while that, you know what, maybe players need to just figure it out. Yeah. To maybe get a little more creative. Don't just, like, put pucks on net, but try and create a scramble something. 
that it, like work on your shooting you know it, there are ways to become a better scorer just for god's sake look at alex ovechkin yeah the only guy consistently who has scored 50 goals and they're all from the slot one timer yeah. on one knee <laughs> exactly and they it, somehow always go in exactly so there's stuff that the players can be doing but no no not the players fault no goalies gotta gotta screw the goalies might as well just make the nets bigger at this point yeah exactly make, make them like an inch bigger on <laughs> yeah. each side and see what happens but what they've done is this and this was, a, was something that they were supposed to implement last summer was that they've created um, new goalie pants because it used to only be a couple of sizes. Now right. there's like five or six different sizes. But they've trimmed them down a little bit. So that they're, they're not, not as, as bulky. Yeah, they're not as bulky, right? So apparently what used to happen is that if a puck went in there and you kind of caught it with the pant a bit, it would stop. Now it spins off. So Freddie had one against him. Freddie Anderson had one against him the other night that normally he probably would have stopped. But with the new pants... Happen to go in, so my my question here though is why the hell are you doing this in the middle of the season? Yeah, it should be something that you talk about, maybe you know, implement it, but implement it at the beginning or the end of a season, not in the middle when you're used to. And apparently, it was supposed to be implemented at the beginning of the season, and then there were safety concerns and blah 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 blah. But at that point, you should have just, just waited until next push year. Push it till next year, exactly. Why the hell are you doing this in the middle of the season? Right in like the thick of a playoff push towards the end of a season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I I remember hearing I think it was on Saturday Kelly Rudy saying uh, that a goalie said to him, you know, Kelly, the only guys that are going to complain about this are the ones that are are going to be screwed by it, but. At the same time, it's like, come on, it's the middle of the season. Just have everyone be on a level playing field. Yeah, I mean, at least at least it's not like they implemented it. Like, at least it was league-wide, so it's the same yeah. for everyone. But at the same time, they've been playing, like, 50, 60 games with the old pants. Let them play the last 20, 30 games with the old pants and then implement it after the playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Utter ridiculousness. And you know what? If... if I did see an article this morning that was saying that, uh, you know, that scoring is up like 0.2 or something per game. And, but the fact is that we can't make a determination yet whether or not it's actually going to make a difference until we see what happens over the rest of the season. Scoring is up this season anyways. And that's just because a lot of the times you see like one team scoring seven goals. It's not really that's across true. the board. It's mostly one or two teams that keep consistent. Like Washington, I think, has scored five goals a game at least at home for like ten straight games or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> they But they are a super offensive team. They have got some serious firepower. But I think part of it as well is that you've got a lot, a lot of younger players. A lot of faster up, players. A lot of faster players, but a lot of, a lot of really highly skilled players that – have been playing in the way that hockey is for as long as they've been growing up, right? And they, I think they might have figured some things out that the older players haven't. I think it's that. And looking at the league as a whole this year, you know, it could be because the players figured it out, but the goaltending isn't as good this year as it has been across the board most other years. So I don't know if the league scoring is better because the players are better or if it's because the players are better, but a lot of these goalies are sucking more than they usually do. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's entirely possible. It's probably a combination of both. Yeah, but perfect storm sort of thing. And you know what? I, I hope I hope we do see consistent scoring you know, going forward. I, I don't mind the odd 2-1 game if it's been really In playoffs, really good, I enjoy but, the like 2-1 games, yeah. but there's nothing better than watching. Like Some people hate it, but 
if I'm watching like Colorado and it's like seven nothing, like I love just watching them continuously pour on goals. Like yeah. it's it it gets to a point where it's like enough's enough, but at the same time, like it's just fun to watch. <laughs> Too bad that Colorado's been on the receiving end of that this season, but you know what? I I enjoy I do enjoy watching like you know the Leafs on Saturday win six five. When even though they were winning four one and still almost yeah, lost, oh, it. I know, I know. Believe me, it almost gave me a heart attack. But it's you know it's it's entertaining, right? And that's something that you know as we've said, the NHL needs to needs to work on and to bring in new fans. So if they can kind of keep it up, maybe not all the time, because I would legit have a heart attack. Just remove the offsides. There I, you go. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scoring God. a goal up all the Exactly. <laughs> just cherry pick. Yeah. Just leave one guy down, just like there, right in front of the goalie. Dump it. Yeah. <laughs> and they were even talking, like, some guys were saying, too, if you want to increase the scoring, remove the um, the goalie's restricted zone because, you know, causes a lot of bad turnovers. <laughs> you get Marty Brodeur <laughs> or he Patrick Waugh. Brodeur would probably come out of retirement if they removed the trapezoid <laughs> just so he could play the puck. I, you know what? Goalies still play the puck more these oh, days yeah. than, than I think they used to in previous years. But they just they don't so. have the free reign to move as much. But that's why you see them sprint full speed and get it before it goes yeah, like, well, exactly. to the corners. Exactly, which is, I think, that's a little more entertaining. When you watch guys like uh, Tuka Rask or, or even Price where he like, runs and then dives and puts his paddle down yeah. and stops it before it goes behind the net. <laughs> oh, man, good times, good times. But, uh, you know, as it's been a quiet week, I think we might uh, just wrap it up there for uh, for this week. So, you know, that's our show. And, you know, follow us on Twitter, as uh, as we've been saying, at, at TalkingPuckP. And subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, all that fun stuff. And thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week. Goodbye. See you later.